Welcome to Movie Musings. I'm your host, Linda Berry. And I'm your other host, Anna Cartley Jones. Today we're going to be analyzing the first episode of History 101. Um, and this episode was about the fast food industry and how it's been affecting people around the world uh, since basically since it came out and since it began and it was really interesting uh, because it's basically it's um it's basically a TV show series with like each episode is kind of like a separate documentary and so I found it really fascinating what about you Anna? Yeah, I found it very interesting too, and I, I definitely didn't know much about the history of fast food and how it all took off and kind of became a big part of globalization. So it was really cool to see. Yeah, yeah, it was. Do you want to start us off with um, things that you noticed? Um. Well, I tried to focus a bit more on camera angles and just general media techniques. Oh, okay, that's um, cool. As well as noticing other, like, messages. Mm-hmm. Um, but something I noticed, which happened a lot, was that the, there were borders around the image that were, like, a, it was like a black border with, like, curved corners, which oh, kind of yeah. made it seem like you were looking at a television. Yeah. I and I found that really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't really, like, I can't think of any reasons why they would do it, but it just kind of gave me the sense that you were watching a television, and I think that it kind of helped when we were, um, when they were showing, like, um, things that happened in history, mm-hmm. because that way it was almost as if you were watching it, you know, from a home 50 years ago when, you know, the fast food industry was really taking off. Yeah. Yeah, I liked too how they actually had the, like they normally do this in documentaries where they have the statistics pop up, you know, and they show like a graph or something like that to sort of give people a better idea. I know that's kind of a general thing that people do in documentaries, but I didn't realize how effective it was until now because I feel like it also gives not just the like the oral sort of them saying it but like a visual representation so that the facts really sink in with people i thought that was really useful yeah i, I thought it was also, yeah i thought it was good that they used a lot of drawings when mm-hmm. telling the history of it and they had a drawing of each um fast food restaurant and chain that popped up and went and they wrote when it popped up and all of that and that was kind of interesting to see that timeline mm-hmm. and also with they did use graphs but it, they kind of used it in an interesting way mm-hmm. where like one of the graphs for example it shows like the rising obesity rate um worldwide i think of men and women and it was like the line being drawn on this graph was being drawn by like ketchup and mustard bottles yeah and i found like they had little creative ways relating to the topic of fast food when they were using information and trying to show graphs and statistics yeah another thing i really liked about the documentary was like the sort of side facts that are really interesting that they throw in you know from time to time so the fact that like 
The second person most known by kids in the U.S. is Ronald McDonald, aside from Santa Claus. Like, shocking facts like that. And, like, they kind of, um, like, a really good technique they used in terms of just, like, keeping people engaged was, like, uh, the narrator throwing out facts like that. I found that really interesting, too, because then it sort of showed you, like, this is a big deal, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Overall, were you surprised by it? Um, I mean, not really. The thing is, I'm not too familiar with the fast food world. Uh-huh. I I don't really eat at fast food places. Mm-hmm. Um, like maybe once or twice a year. Um, but it was I wasn't really. Like, that kind of stuff doesn't shock me, but it was definitely, like, wow, these are some, you know, not surprising, but, you know, like, bad facts. Yeah, yeah, and it's, um, yeah, it was really interesting to see that, too. And I feel, I feel like, um, the show in general is really, like, I like the way they sort of made each episode is about something different, because it's a great way to, like, keep people engaged. Like, just talking about you know, the people who made the show or whatever. Um, Because they're kind of these, like, only one-hour quick documentaries. And it didn't, like, go into anything that was too, like, disgusting or too depressing. But it did kind of give people some insight on, like, what's going on in the world. So I thought they did a good job of that. Because I feel like for the documentary that they, they... showed at least in that one like um they sort of gave you some depth into the issue but it wasn't too disturbing yeah um were there any other kind of uh, codes or conventions that you noticed or anything else well i did i did like the way um they chose each time they chose an interview with someone that person really had like a different point of view and this is just something that i noticed that they do generally in documentaries but they showed like you know they show someone saying like fast food is terrible you know like people are dying they shouldn't be allowed to do this and then they show a person who's like saying like well i you know you live one life you might as well eat this way I just, what I've always noticed in documentaries is how they kind of like gather a variety point of view. And so then I feel like that helps anyone in the audience relate. It's not like for a specific audience, it's just to inform people. And so I think the documentary was done well in that way because it showed like a variety point of views and it wasn't like just forcing like the fact that it's bad. It was, it didn't seem so biased in that way. Yeah, I, I, I thought that it was really good that they used the points from, you know, the consumer to, consumers of fast food as well. And mm-hmm. just like um, the doctors and the people in charge of the chains and all that. Because that, you know, consumers are kind of what drive the production of it. Mm-hmm. And like it said many a times, social pressure from consumers leads to them changing. Yeah. Like with like for example they mentioned near the end more meatless and dairy free options such as the impossible burger which i remember was a really big deal um last year for sure Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, um, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then something that I did notice, which we learned a bit more about two weeks ago when we were learning about documentaries, um, was the use of black and white images. Yeah. When looking at like more historical documentation. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I don't know for sure if these images were actually filmed on cameras that couldn't reproduce color or if they were just edited to be black and white to kind of give that a more like old-fashioned historical sense to it Mm -hmm. but I found that interesting yeah Um, and then I also found it interesting how a big you know a good portion of the video was talking about obesity Mm -hmm. and they showed a lot of shots of just random large people walking down the street yeah and I felt like you can't really talk about obesity without talking about you know it's the fact that people are massively overweight and unhealthy but I also felt like it directly correlated being large to eating fast food yeah I feel like a common misconception because people are large for all sorts of reasons yeah that was weird too i thought so too and like although obviously like in in um developed countries you know there are a lot more like big people because we have more access to food and everything like that but like you said it's for like a variety of reasons and then it's kind of like i think what they could have done better is like actually chosen people who said they'd you know, want to say like, oh, I've been eating fast food for this long and it's caused me this problems or something like that, you know? Like people who are willing instead of just like shooting random people on the street. And a lot of them didn't even look like that, you know, big or anything. So it kind of like, I felt like for the audience, like as someone in the audience, it, it sort of made me skeptical of the way they filmed everything. And if, you know, they were, like giving us the right information when they're just randomly filming people on the street. Like it wasn't too good for them to do that, I feel like. Yeah, like you said, I feel like it would be good if they had interviewed a person who was large due to the fact that they had been eating fast food, you know, for a good portion of their life because that would also kind of give an insight to their perspective. Whereas I feel like on the subject of obesity within the you know, episode, it was mainly just, like, the narrator talking about it, so you never really got a view from the people who were fast food consumers and who were also obese and unhealthy because of the amount of fast food they consumed. Yeah, personally, I would have liked more interviews, because then you kind of, like, I mean, people can like get statistics and kind of, like, assume why people are so addicted to fast food, But I feel like it's sort of a, there's different reasons for everyone, you know? And I think if they had asked more people or got people to volunteer, you know, for interviews or just asked people on the street or whatever, they would have gotten a number of stories. Like, I know for my mom, it was something that kind of like reminded her of her childhood, which wasn't something that was brought up there, you know? Like things like that. And just sort of gotten more insight from just like the general audience of people. For sure. Okay. Yeah, because 
like you said, there are all sorts of reasons behind it. And then one last thing that I noticed was how they used a speech from Bill Clinton. Uh-huh. Um, and I found that interesting. He mentioned the fact that, um, I mean, when he spoke, he said that half the vegetables consumed by two to nine-year-olds are fried potatoes yeah. in America, of course. And I found that interesting, but I found it kind of a technique they used by using Bill Clinton, that clip of him saying that, because it kind of gave a sense of authority, because, you know, he's president of the United States, um, however many years ago that was. Um, and so that just kind of, you know, was a technique they used to prove, you know, a point mm-hmm. from someone very well known, of course. Yeah, that was that was actually really good. I know that's like, it's like pathos or ethos or something like that, where they use like, yeah, like a figure of authority to convince people. Something, I don't know. It's like one of, it's like one of the methods of persuasion that the Greeks use and now it's famous. (laughs) Anyway, um, so well, that's all I noticed. Is that it for you? Yeah. Well, then that's it. Thank you for listening to our episode of Movie Musings. I'm your host, Linda Berry. And I'm your other host, Anna Carthy-Jones. Until next time, bye-bye.